Pubcast. I have had in the same class six-year-olds and 86-year-olds dancing together, and there's really no age. Like, that is one of the most beautiful things is when you see all different people from all different walks of life, and they speak different languages, and they come from different places, but dance is a beautiful universal language so it allows people who are very different to come together and have fun welcome to the liberated healer podcast where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality energetic healing and everything in between and beyond take an adventure on a shooting star with your host gina and linnea offering their wisdom guidance and everlasting love and support Hey, listeners, this is Gina Cavalier with The Liberated Healer. And I am Linnea Hodson. And we have a special guest for you today. It's a friend of mine that I have had for many, many, many years, very close friend, and her name is Jeanette DePatty. She has a company called Everybody Can Exercise and also known as The Fat Chick. The Fat Chick Works Out. And she's been doing this for a very long time, and we're really excited to have her on our podcast today. Hello, Jeanette. Hi, Gina. I love your little funk introduction. I was chair dancing over here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And um, we want to get back into a little bit of your history, what got you started in, in, in this direction, and what motivates you and what your mission is so people can understand a little bit about you. Sure. So do you want me to start at the beginning? Well, wherever you're comfortable. Okay. So I think one of the first big lessons that I had to learn was to check my assumptions. Because there was a period way back when where I had tried everything to be skinny, and I had done all these diets, and I'd done all these things, and I had practically killed myself trying to be skinny, and my body just did not want to be skinny. But I had it in my head that, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do in my life until I got skinny first. And so I was really putting my whole life on hold. And then at one point I just, I I did some research. I actually went to the library looking for another diet book, but I accidentally ended up finding an expose on the diet industry. And it really shows that not that many people who try to be skinny end up skinny. And so I said to myself, well, you know, what if I just changed my assumptions and all that stuff that I was going to do after I got skinny, what if I just do it now? What if I just decide my body is great right now and I do all the things I always wanted to do? And that's what I did. And my life has been so, so much better since then. Oh, I I love love it. (laughs) Yeah, we're both like, we love that story. I know. That resonates with me a lot too, you know. I think a lot of people have gone through that same journey or are trying to go down that road, you know? Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. And I think in the wellness industry, we feel like, well, we have to be perfect or we can't help other people. And another really important lesson that I learned is, you know, my my imperfections and my vulnerability are part of what make me able to help other people. And so I shouldn't try to do away with those. I can't do away with them anyways, but I shouldn't try because those are an important part of the recipe, I think. And you're wasting a lot of time 
enjoying life in who you are and being in present. We talk about being present time all the time. Uh And, you know, if you're not living today as full as you can, enjoying in the temple that you actually have and working, inching ways to the way you you want to be, not how other people want you to be Mm -hmm. as well. Right. And, and enjoying your life to the fullest today. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, I think that's really true. And I think being satisfied with the best version of myself, right. I'm never going to look like a supermodel. I'm only five feet tall. So there's, (laughs) I mean, there's just no way I'm going to look like a supermodel no matter what I do. So I just discarded that as a view of the best version of me. That's not a version of me that's possible or reasonable. So once I discarded that and started evaluating myself based on my my own life and my own metrics, um, you know, I just I felt a lot more satisfied with things. Now... I'm curious because I have also gone through this process where you start disregarding what other people, like other people's assumptions and what they, their ideals are. And Mm -hmm. that's like the hardest moment in this whole process is to get rid of those ideals and just start living for you. And for me, when I went through that process, um, I'm a professional dancer and my whole life I've dealt with body image issues Mm -hmm. and, you know, criticisms and just putting myself down because I'm never going to be a rail thin ballet dancer. That's just literally not my body type. And it took me a really long Uh time to come to terms with that. And it was just a turning point where all of a sudden I looked at myself in the mirror and said, I am not going to talk about myself that way anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just curious how your process was, you know, like how did you get to that point where you were finally able to discard other people's ideals? Well, I mean, in, in light of full disclosure here, you never completely get over it, right? You get over it enough to live your life and to do well, but it's a process and you keep coming back to that place no matter what. I mean, I think this idea that, all of a sudden we flip a switch and it's never a problem ever again is a little, at least for me, a little unrealistic. Yeah. But I will say that I think there was a point where I just did a lot of scientific research and I, I just got to the point where I started meeting a lot of other people of different shapes and sizes and realizing, Hey, you know, that woman is beautiful and that woman is beautiful and that woman is beautiful and they don't look anything alike. And so why can't I be my own kind of beautiful? And so, you know, I think a lot of it is uh, social networking. We have the ability to connect with a lot more people in a lot more places now and that helps. But also, once you start doing what you're meant to do and you start connecting with people the way that you're meant to, mm-hmm. uh, you get so much back that really keeps you alive. And I think that's been a big part of it for me. We really appreciate that that extra work and putting that out there, Jeanette, and see real value in that. I am As we talk to a lot of people that come to the Liberated Healer, especially with social media, we're talking to, you know, kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old who look, actually look amazing. They're that perfect 
kind of very healthy body shape, but they want to even be thinner or, and they they have this confliction and we're working with them when we do teach them the healing tools to kind of release all it's, it's a fear of not fitting in and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So it's been really helping them, but I've really noticed that they have to have a realistic, you know, um, separation between, you know, reality and body image. And there's also some countries now that are requiring that if you do any photo editing, that you put a disclaimer on the photos Yeah, and because, and there's a reason for that because they want Mm -hmm. children going up nowadays to say, this has been altered from its reality and Mm -hmm. that you forget it as you're scrolling and there is this comparative energy and we talk about it in healings, the comparative mm-hmm. energy, it, it actually becomes like a brain worm and gets stuck in, in people's heads in our culture these days. And we work on releasing that. And I think that's a part of this body image, this comparative body image, you know, thing that we're, we're talking about today. Oh, 1000%. I, I think it's not surprising, right? Because First of all, there are billions and billions of dollars spent in the world right now to convince us that we would be perfect if we only had this product or that product, right? And as my very good friend and, and uh, business partner, Reagan Chastain, says, they, they rob you of your self-esteem and sell it back to you a dollar at a time, right? So there's this, there's this force, this economic force that wants to convince us that we are imperfect and that there is a perfection that we can reach if we just buy the right products. And I think that makes it very difficult. And then when you have young people that are also influencers, right, they're working on Instagram, they're working in these spaces and their livelihood to a certain extent depends on representing a certain ideal it becomes even more difficult to separate. So it's not surprising that young people are struggling with this. So what are some of the things you recommend and what are the age ranges and what does your philosophy and packages entail? And, you know, how do you usually start with someone who comes to you? Well, I sometimes work with people one-on-one. But I also have a book and a DVD. I have um, the Fat Chick Works Out DVD and the book that goes with it. And then I have Everybody Can Exercise Senior Edition. That's a DVD. But I also have the All You Can Dance plan. And I work with a lot of people this way. And if you get into the All You Can Dance plan, I tell you when my secret spontaneous dance parties are happening. And I tell you... um, when you can connect with me on zoom and dance with me in person and then all of my recorded dances you can do anytime you want uh as much as you want for ten dollars a month uh it's really important to me that it be affordable because i think a lot of fitness products out there are deliberately aimed at an elite group so that you can charge more money Mm -hmm. and for me it's really about everybody and and that doesn't mean just rich people or people that look a certain way. So I have had in the same class, six-year-olds and 86-year-olds dancing together. And there's really no age. Like that is one of the most beautiful things is when you see all different people from all different walks of life and they speak different languages and they come from different places. But dance is a beautiful 
universal language. And so is smiling and giggling and having a great time. So it allows people who are very different to come together and have fun. Dancing really is a healing modality too. I mean, that's some, there's a reason that I've been a dancer for my whole life, you know, and I've continued to do it all through my adulthood because moving around, it doesn't matter if it's like choreography, even it doesn't have to be good. Like just getting up and moving and allowing your body to do that is a healing modality in and of itself. I think that's so true. And here's a super secret fact. I'm really not a very good dancer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that coordinated. I don't have, I can't memorize like 20 minutes of choreography. What I am is an incredibly enthusiastic bad dancer. And that <laughs> does, it, it allows people, I think, in a way to feel like, oh, I don't have to worry if I look crazy because that woman already looks crazy. I'm just going to join the people who look crazy. A big part of of what I do is to sort of demystify the whole thing Mm -hmm. and just make it about like, I don't care if you're standing or sitting or standing on your head. If you're smiling and having a good time, then come on over here. (laughs) So I've actually even done press junkets where, you know, I'm on camera and I'll start dancing and the film crew starts dancing with me because it's just, (laughs) It's contagious. It's it contagious, really is. yeah. Didn't you have a hot flash mob once that was pretty, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit I, about that? I did. I went to one of these, uh, be a great speaker camps, and I got this idea. There was this woman who specialized in helping women through menopause, and I just got this idea. I'm like, hot flash, hot flash mob. We should do hot flash mobs. And so we got together. <laughs> these menopausal women and we just went and we I developed the menopause mambo which is of course a very ridiculous dance oh my goodness and and we did it um on one day we did it on the east coast and the west coast on the same day we did it in Manhattan and uh San Francisco on the same day and I'll never forget we I was physically at the Manhattan flash mob and, you know, we didn't pull permits or anything. We were very naughty. And we just <laughs> went to this little park in Manhattan. And, you know, it was very well coordinated with the film crew. Everybody was just really nonchalant. And then we just popped up. We did the whole thing in two and a half minutes. And then we were done. And we were laughing and cheering and crying. And afterwards, I saw this policeman. And I just walked up to him and I said, I just want to say thank you so much for not arresting us. And he said, child, are you kidding? My wife is going through menopause. There's like 30 of you. There is no way I would take you on. Not happening. Uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And you've had had some students with you that have been with you a long time, and some of them are quite old. And how have they um, responded to your work and being in part of your class and and how has it benefited them? Yeah, I've had some students that have been with me for over 15 years now. And that's three times a week dancing for over 15 years. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of dance time. But I think it it has, uh, it has helped them in so many ways in terms of feeling more confident and feeling more optimistic about life and in some cases, it's helped people deal with uh, diabetes and other chronic 
uh, diseases. And also, I think the process of dancing when you feel great and dancing when you feel not so great, you, you learn a lot about life. And, you know, we really get to the point where we love each other. A lot of times after uh, a class, you know, uh, one of my students will say, I love you guys. And, you know, it's, it's really genuine. Um, I had my oldest student last year, unfortunately, during the pandemic, passed away. He was, I think he was 86. Um, but I still have some students that are over 80 years old and uh, still getting down, getting jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I love dance as a confidence bringer in that way. Um, it's something, it's very therapeutic, you know, like I said, dancing is a healing modality and that's something that I've used for myself. And mm -hmm. I truly think it's one of my callings in this life to help other people heal through dance as well, which is why I just love your mission so much and what you're doing, because it's just, it just resonates with me so much. I truly appreciate, um, just when you're dancing and you're in that moment and you can feel confident enough to be moving and you're really in alignment with yourself in that moment, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. that alignment, it shines through and it carries over into the rest of your life. You know, I always say, if yeah. you can be confident while dancing, then you can be confident in anything. Absolutely. You know? And so I think that that's just so amazing what you're doing and you're helping all these people of all ages and all body types feel that confidence because that's what everyone deserves to feel. Absolutely. And there's Thank an ener you. and there's an energetic thing happening as well that we talk a, a lot about just you know exercise or dancing any kind of form of exercise. A lot of the meditation that we teach grounding and calling back your your life force energy and connecting to the earth and the sky and different things that we do teach. You're actually doing when you're dancing because you're releasing the ions of stress and mm -hmm. fatigue and sadness. I mean, even if you like, have to take a nap because you've had a stressful day, if you got up and did a little bit of movement and dancing, you wouldn't need that nap anymore. It really, a lot of times it's just energy that either you picked up from someone else or you're just fatigued or the environment that you were in. So moving like this on an energetic level really helps release the things that we're trying to help people with suffering 100%. I, I think that's really true. And as the teacher, uh, another major benefit that I get from it is that when you're teaching dance, you have to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, the minute I slip off the moment, the choreography goes to heck. And, you know, that's when I'm just like, okay, guys. And I literally like smack my forehead and I say, okay, reset, because Obviously, I started thinking about something else for a minute, whether it's what I'm going to have for lunch or, you know, what I'm going to wear for a meeting later on. Mm -hmm. it, you know immediately when you're not living in the moment and when you're not living in flow. And so one of the beautiful things about teaching dance several hours a week is, is that is hours of my life every week that I have to live in the present moment. And it's incredibly obvious when I don't. And so that's a beautiful practice, I think. So, you know, light and fluff, fluffy aside, I wanted mm -hmm. to bring up something that when, you know, as a friend and a colleague, I did see a lot of people send you some nasty messages over YouTube. 
And I only want to bring that up, not to bring up the negative, but mm-hmm. I want people to realize that these are real people that you're talking about with a soul that they're walking this earth, especially someone like Jeanette, who is every day waking up with the putting through a mission. She obviously is not becoming over, <laughs> over wealthy by this. She literally is out there trying to help people that please think about that when you post things that are, you know, not kind, first of all. And when I first saw some of that stuff that, and Jeanette is just so strong because when I saw some of that stuff, I wanted to go out and I wanted to find out who these people were and send them (laughs) personal messages. But that's just not the energy that I do and work in. But I, I was very shocked by some people's reactions to you being a fitness instructor and I, again, I don't want to bring up negative side of things, but we have to look at both sides. And I think this is a really important topic about how you deal with some of that energy and information that comes towards you. Yeah. So I, I also think it's really important to talk about it. And anytime you challenge the status quo, anytime you challenge really uh, well-established tropes about how things should be done, some people are going to just get bent out of shape and for some reason this idea that women can choose to not spend their whole lives looking like a Barbie doll is very threatening to certain elements of the population and I have gotten incredibly hateful emails and comments Uh, you know I've gotten death threats I have plenty of people telling me I should commit suicide and it's hard oh yeah you know a lot of people don't realize what those of us that are really being genuine and straightforward in social media really can, uh, when we go deep and we go against the norm, people get angry and they get hateful. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I've really struggled with that and I've had to take a break and I've had to not look at my comments for a while or or it's, it's very hard. And, um, I think, you know, it, anybody who tells you, well, I mean, I don't know, maybe for some people it's not hurtful, but for me it was hurtful. It is hurtful. It doesn't stop being hurtful just because I've been doing this a while. So yeah, it, it happens. It's hard when it happens. Well, I actually heard an interview. I heard an interview from Madonna years ago that said that she reads her comments and that when people say hurtful things that it, it does hurt, you know, so you, it doesn't matter what level you're at. It's throwing judgments and criticisms at people that are just doing their art or doing some, putting something out there. You, that's the kind of thing that I'd love to see get reduced over for whatever reason, even, Mm -hmm. you know, and if someone wants to use a filter, let them use a filter. Who cares? You know, if, you know, even though we are talking about this body image positivity and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, having some reality, but still whatever they want to do, let them do it. Well, this was said in the previous episode. It's like when all of the light is coming, it's going to bring out the shadows as well. So it's like, Jeanette, you're here to bring love and light and you are a light worker in this way. And it's going to bring out some, you know, it brings out the darkness in people. It's really unfortunate to see like, 
it's very upsetting. I can imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine being in that position. So you're just like so strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yes, you're I, doing I, a great thing. <laughs> thank you. I, I, you know, I guess I'm not always that strong and, and there have been times where things have gotten, like I said, put on hold for a while while I regrouped or, or regirded my loins as, as the case may be. But I think something that has really helped me understand is when some people are just going to pee on things because, you know, they're there, right? Mm -hmm. But also a lot of what happens with this status quo is this idea that we have to look physically a certain way and that we have to sacrifice everything to that. There are a lot of people who have invested enormous amounts of their life into that idea. Mm-hmm. And if they say, you know, I haven't had a cookie since 1973, but my body looks great. And somebody like me comes along and says, well, my body looks like great, but I have cookies whenever I want. It's going <laughs> to piss them off, right? <laughs> it's going to piss them off. That's part of, of the whole thing. And so having compassion for the fact that a lot of people have invested a lot in following the social norm and, and what I say is literally threatening to their value system, that's helped, helped me to have compassion. But the other thing that I've seen is I've seen women who are 75 years old and they're still like, well, I can't possibly have a cookie. And then they realize, oh, my God, I've wasted so much of my life worrying about my pant size and how much better would my life be if I didn't worry about that. I've seen women come to that realization at 65, 75 years old, and I'm thinking anything I can do to help a woman get there even five years or ten years earlier that's five or 10 years of their life that they can own in a different way. So it's worth it. Absolutely. But it's worth it. Absolutely. Something, I mean, that is something that I'm so passionate about as well. Like everything that you're saying right now, I'm just like, yes, yes. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And that's something I'm so passionate about as well is because I mean, I'm a little bit younger. I'm 27 and in my, in like the millennial generation, it's, it's a lot of women that I know have been sexually assaulted. So this is something that I'm really passionate about because it doesn't matter if they have a body that looks, you know, how like a Barbie doll or however they could be feeling so totally different inside because speaking as a survivor, it is something that takes away your confidence. It takes away so much energy from inside of you that it's really hard to come back from that. And that's something that dance really can help with is like helping a woman connect with themselves again and feel more whole, you know? And that is just, it's just a mission. (laughs) It really is. And And I also want to be very clear that as practitioners, it's important for us to stay within our scope of expertise. So somebody who has been wounded in that way, I'm probably not the best teacher for them. They need to work with somebody who is certified in dealing with trauma and knows how to 
gently tease that out. And and there are some people that are so incredibly talented at that. And and that's not really my superpower. It just isn't, you know. And so I would refer somebody in a situation like that where they're very fragile or they feel broken, mm-hmm. I would probably refer them to somebody else. Um, Good because point. I think it's really important to know what we know, what we know how to heal and what we don't know how to heal because we can't heal everything. We're not all designed to do everything. Um, but if a woman comes into my class and she says, I hate my butt, I, I literally stop the class. I like scratch the record and I make her apologize to her butt in front of everybody. I am totally 100% serious. My students know this. And, I, and like somebody will say, oh, I just, I don't like the way my butt looks in this pants. And then the rest of my students are like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> they know, they know it's coming. That's so. great. Well, Jeanette, we're almost at our time today, but again, we wanted to say so much. Thank you for everything that you do every day, putting yourself out there to help people find dance and their souls and to build this uh, supportive community. And again, we're reminding people to be kind online that there, when you're putting something out there, it doesn't just hurt them, but it actually comes back and it does hurt you energetically. And so just support other people in their missions and goals and, you know, let them reach for the stars and whatever they do in whichever direction, you don't have to agree with it at all times either, but just let them fly and we'll let you guys fly too, you know? And Jeanette, I wanted, um, can you let people know where they can find you or any of your social media handles? The best way to find me is at everybodycanexercise.com. Okay. You can find me uh, on Facebook. I'm the Fat Chick. And there's an everybodycanexercise.com uh, group on Facebook. On Twitter, I'm Fat Chick Things. And uh, Instagram, I'm Jeanette Patty. Same on YouTube. And uh, look forward to seeing all of you. And uh, say something nice to somebody today and shake your group thing. That's the things that I'm going to ask. Shake your butt, no matter what size it is. <laughs> right. Flat, round, big, fat, small, like a mom. Bouncy, yeah. Yes. Don't say anything negative about it because we'll make you apologize to it. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to go nice. after this and apologize to my butt. I'm serious. I'm serious. Your butt your butt will thank you. Your butt it will say, finally, seriously. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeanette. We'll thank see you, you so again. Much, Jeanette. And thank you, everybody, for joining us again in another episode of The Liberated Healer. You can find us on... You can find us on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast. And we have a link tree there. You can listen on any major platform. You can find me and Gina on Instagram oh. as well. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. And we do do private healing. Send me a message at Gina at theliberatedhealer.com. If you need something healed and want some help, we'll teach you some stuff. We got you. She is amazing, you guys. She's amazing. Take advantage of it. Oh, thanks, Jeanette. (laughs) And we are out. Thank you so much. Bye for now. (laughs) 
If you enjoyed this podcast, show your support by finding us online at theliberatedhealer.com. And there you can find all of our social handles. Podcast.